Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello? Duffy Savin, where the elite meet the eat. Special today, big pickle feet. Archie speaking, Duffy ain't here. Oh, hello, Duffy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, must be three four customers here already. You hear that, Duffy? You're in business again. Uh, listen, Duffy, you picked out a very bad time to call up. Yeah, we're just gonna go on the air for a broadcast. Now, wait a minute, Duffy. Don't get all excited. It ain't causing a sense. No. The network's doing it for prestige. Well, now, now, Duffy, I can't brandy words with you now. We're just going on the air, I'm telling you. Goodbye, Duffy. I'll, I'll see you later. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mel Allen. Forecast invites you to join us for a decidedly informal evening at Duffy's Tavern, where anyone under the sun is likely to drop in any time to talk things over with Archie. Almost anyone may drop in tonight. Now, people we're sure will be around, however, are Gertrude Neeson, Colonel Supnagel, Larry Adler, and John Kirby's orchestra. And now I turn you over to that past master of ceremonies, Archie. Very much. Uh, uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the voice of Duffy's Tavern speaking, uh, formerly Duffy's Bar and Grill, and still owned by the same proprietorship. And we take great pride in presenting them great musician John Kirby and his high schoolian. They offer their own version of Royal Garden Blues. Uh, you will note that in the second chorus, the piccolo player hits a note so high that it can only be heard by a dog. Uh, Mr. Kirby. <laughs>
be starving when he'll eat meat to eat, especially today, pigs, pickle feet. Oh, hello, boss. Hey, how'd you like Kirby's band? They what? Stuffy, they do not. <laughs> well, I see what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What is it, Archie? It's uh, Duffy, Mr. Kirby. He says he thinks the band is great. All right, Duffy, I know. <laughs> I can't tell a guy that, though. You don't understand orders, Duffy. You know, they're much more insensible than you and me. <laughs> you got to tolerate them. Ah, but Duffy, you haven't liked nothing since Chauncey Oak got cracked up on Mother McCree. <laughs> you live in a graveyard full of Irish tenants. Wait a minute, Duffy. Uh, Gertrude <coughs> Nathan has a uh, no-floor show just walked in. <laughs> what? Uh, all right, I'll tell her. I'll speak to you later. Uh, good evening, Miss Nathan. Hi, Archie. Uh, say, Miss Nathan, I hate to, uh, you know, I hate to bury sleeping dogs, but Duffy has been complaining about you. Oh, what's the old Novocaine brain talking about now? Well, he claims you insulted his best customer, Mr. Feldever K. Beldorf. Was you out to dinner with Beldorf last night? Yes, and I'll never go out with that crumb again. Huh? You know what happened? He asked me to go out to dinner last night, so I go with him. Well, you know how I never like a strange man to pay for my meals. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I said to him, Mr. Beldorf, I insist that this dinner should be Dutch. But he said he absolutely wouldn't hear of it. Well, that's nice. He said I had to pay for him, too. <laughs> That's that Beldorf. So what did you do? Oh, I did what any lady would do. I broke a plate over his head. What else could you do? Well, frankly, as man to man, do you think that breaking a plate of soup over a guy's head should be construed as an insult? No, but Beldorf's a little hypersensitive. <laughs> uh, don't like those things. I'll uh, explain it to Duffy, though. Uh, by the way, Duffy ain't never heard them golden tones of yours, Miss Nathan. You know, I've told him about uh, you being a great star in the movies and the radio and... When I mentioned that you have been on the stage, he said he had one request. Look, Archie, even to please Duffy, I will not recite Casey at the bat. Well, all right then. Uh, but would you mind uh, rendering the customers what it's on? All right, I'll do something especially for Mr. Duffy. Uh, does he rumba? Uh, an amusing question, Miss Nathan. Proceed ahead. <laughs> It's a little dollar, quite good. Maybe it won't help you, but it should. You cannot travel unless you know how not to say yes. That inspirational, so sensational, oh, sensational, yes. In Spain they say, see, see. In France they say, we, we. Every little Dutch girl says, yoy, oh. Every little Russian says, ah, ah. What do we have? Tell me why. No matter how I try. You won't do my plea. You won't say yes in any language to me. Why don't you say, see, see. All the monkeys in the tree, they don't have to say, see, see. All they do is wag their little tails. That's a little gag that never fails. But sweetheart, tell me why. No matter how I try. You listen to my plea. You won't say yes in any language to me. Why don't you say, see,
me like would do me Why don't you say Mississippi Or maybe you say Baby Why don't you say Good evening. Duffy Seven, where the elite meet to eat today's special pig pickle feast. Archie speaking, Duffy ain't here. Oh, it's you again, Duffy. Say, Duffy, do I have to say that poem you made up every time I answer the phone? <laughs> All right, I'll say it. Only we're gonna be in trouble when the special is corned beef hash. <clears throat> uh, say, by the way, what did you think of Gertrude Nathan singing? What? Well, gee, Duffy, some people like her. <laughs> what? A little more pizzicato. All right, I'll tell her. He says you should have sang louder, Miss Mason. Let me have that phone. So, you didn't like my singing, Mr. Duffy. And you're the greatest living authority on Irish tennis. You call what you're doing living? <laughs> oh, so your wife says a girl who sings like I do would smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Listen, you crummy old broken-down bar fly, you miserable no-good four-flushing. What? <laughs> and furthermore, Lame Brain, if I had the wings of an angel, I'd beat your brains out with them. Goodbye. Hello, Duffy. What's new? <laughs> ah, Duffy, you and your Irish tennis. Wait a minute, Jay. Colonel Soup Nagel just went in there. Good evening, Colonel. Howdy, you streaky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> well, how are you tonight, Colonel? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm in pretty good shape for the shape I'm in. <laughs> that is, considering my shape. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. Uh, haven't you got, Colonel? Yes, I have. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I'll be right with you, Colonel. Have a seat, uh... <clears throat> Hello, Duffy. The, uh, Colonel's got a look in his eye like a $3 porterhouse. If I play my cards right, maybe I can sell them a slice, a slice over that Kansas City stay you've been saving for inflation. <laughs> well, listen, Duffy, that stare ain't getting no younger. <laughs> okay, see you later. <laughs> well, well, Colonel, you sure are a sight to give a person sore eyes. <laughs> uh, here, let me take your hat and shotgun. Uh, been to a wedding? Huh? Been to a wedding? <laughs> no. No, Archie, I've been hunting ducks. Hey, Nimrod, would you mind not pointing that shotgun at my head? I just had my hair done. Pardon me, madam, but you don't have to be afraid of this fowling piece, unless you happen to be a duck. <laughs> <laughs> well, she don't happen to be no duck, Colonel. She happens to be a canary. Colonel Stoopnagel, this is, uh, Shantouk, Miss, uh, Gertrude Neeson. <laughs> How do you do? I'm sure. <laughs> well, I haven't seen you in a long time. You're putting on quite a front suit, Nagel. <laughs> Yeah, better give me that foul piece, Colonel, and I'll put it out of harm's way. Hey, careful of that, Archie. That's no ordinary shotgun. It ain't, huh? It's what I call a sawed-on shotgun. Oh. <laughs> you will also observe that it's made with one barrel on top of the other instead of side by side. It's for shooting ducks who happen to be riding piggybacks. <laughs> That's certainly a very clever blundering bus, Colonel. Blundering bus. Oh, in dupe in... <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, here's another startling feature about it. One barrel is loaded with bullets, and the other barrel is loaded with nothing. 
Loaded with nuts? Why is that? Well, the loaded one's for shooting ducks, and the unloaded one is for not shooting innocent bystanders. Oh. <laughs> Say, Archie, how about that steak for the colonel? Oh, yeah, thanks for reminding me. Say, Colonel, uh, we got a steak here. We've been saving especially for you. Archie, now you're talking. After that duck hunt, I could eat a horse. Colonel, you have place and order. <laughs> Nick, that uh, saddle steak for Colonel Soupnagel. Want me to ride it in, boys? No, just slap it on a rump and hold the kitchen door open. It'll walk in. <laughs> oh, uh, good evening, Officer Clancy. What'll it be? The usual absence frappe? <laughs> Never mind that. Who belongs to the blue sedan parked outside next to the fire hydrant? Well, what's wrong with that? It's my own fire hydrant. No, listen to you. Now, you listen, Clancy. You're supposed to be a friend of Duffy. Why do you always come in here annoying a customer? You listen here, Archie, and don't be giving me no back talk. You keep your customers obeying the law, or I'll close you up. Well, you can't close us up. We ain't got a light. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 I know. Uh, well, don't let it happen again. <laughs> okay, Clancy. <clears throat> Holy smoke, Colonel. If he ever finds out we really got a license, we're going to be in trouble. Well, don't worry, Archie. I've got a pull with the mayor. I can arrange to have your license revoked. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks very much, Miss Nathan. Oh, nothing at all. Say, Archie. Uh, yes, Colonel. Could I interest you in this thing here that I've just invented? Well, what is it, Colonel? To me, it looks just like a door. A door it is. It's a bathroom door that you don't have to wait outside of. <laughs> you don't have to wait outside of. Well, why is that, Colonel? Because it opens into a closet. <laughs> Gosh, Colonel, you sure have got a bird of mine. I'll bet you'd have a million suggestions how to improve this place. Well, I have one idea you might use, Archie. I've just invented a brand new drink. It's made by brewing malt and yeast and hops together, and the result is a tangy, golden liquid with a frothy head on it. But, Colonel, we got that here. That's beer. That's, uh, that's what I call mine. <laughs> Wait a minute, Colonel. Beer was invented more than 2,000 years ago. Really? It seems like only yesterday. <laughs> Say, Colonel, have you ever inventing, uh, ever tried your hand at inventing an Irish tenor? Why? Well, Duffy says either I either get an Irish tenor or I'm fired. <laughs> Boy, never despair. Hi, Colonel Lemuel Q. Soupnagel am an Irish tenor. A reaper. We're safe. <laughs> oh, but wait a minute. Duffy only likes Irish Irish tenors. Ah, sure, me old mother was a quinn of the quinn of quins of County Down. Ah, she wasn't dead. <laughs> Indeed, she was. Ah. How well I remember me mother and I. Colonel. Over in the coast. Hey, Colonel. Now, no more Colonel. 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 You'll hear the Shannon River blowing softly down to the sea. You'll hear the lilt of Irish laughter, the salt of Irish tears, the beat of brave Irish hearts, and the wail of the Irish banshee. Oh, she was indeed. Indeed, she was. Ah. You hear what I mean, Archie? Yeah, that's just what I'm afraid of. <laughs> if it ain't done right, up, he'll be on that phone quicker than Jack Robinson and tear the roof off me. Ah, don't worry about a thing, Archie. This would be magnificent. To the pipe, Mr. Kirby. My wild Irish rose. Colonel, I think you better stop. I... I... Oh, you may look at... 
Finnegan's pharmacy. This is Finnegan, the pharmacist, speaking. All right, Duffy, don't get so excited. All right, well, he stopped, didn't he? What? Oh, Duffy. Well, that ain't possible. No, Duffy, it is not possible. All right. Hey, what was that, Archie? Uh, it's nothing. We had a request, that's all. <laughs> well, I'm always glad to oblige. What was the request? Never mind. You couldn't do it. <laughs> Say, Archie. Archie. Say, Archie. Yeah? Look who just came in. You know Larry Adler, the harmonica player. Why, sure. How are you, Mr. Adler? Glad to see you. Hello, Archie. Nice seeing you again. Say, Archie, you know Larry Adler happens to be the finest harmonica player in the world. You think Duffy would like a sample of his talent? Ah, that Duffy don't want guys with talent. He wants Irish tenors. <laughs> well, Archie, if it'll help at all at all, I know a million Irish tunes. Ah. Hey, <laughs> 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 Mr. Adler. Do you know Danny Boy? Uh, Duffy always liked that one. Ah, sure, me boy. Oh, I know it well. Okay. <laughs> well, let's take a chance on Mr. Rattler. But, Mr. Allen, uh, yeah. when you announce him, you know, there's no use confusing Duffy about the man's name. Uh, you know what I mean. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Ladies and gentlemen, Danny Boy, played on the harmonica by the world's greatest harmonica virtuoso, Larry O'Adler. <laughs>
I want to start the beat up. Hello? <clears throat> you liked them? You really did, huh, Duffy? Oh, that's swell. Sure you can hear him on record. Uh, yeah, you're right, Duffy. Nothing like an Irish harmonica player. <laughs> what? Buy a drink for the house. Are you sure this is Duffy? <laughs> well, all right, Duffy, that's fine. Okay. Folks, Duffy's buying a drink for everybody. Uh, did you hear that, Nick? I heard it, but I don't believe it. Well, it's true. Uh, and by the way, Nick, Duffy says uh, close up the free lunch until the thing blows over. <laughs> yeah, boss. That's more like Duffy. Here you are, folks. Drink hearty. It's on Duffy. Well, you can quote me as being astounded. Ah. There you go. Don't often get Duffy in such a monogamous mood. Well, <laughs> here goes. Mmm, needle beers. <laughs> Seems like old times. Uh, which reminds me, Archie, whatever became of your old friend, Two-Top Gruskin? Two-Top Gruskin? What is it? It isn't an it. It's a guy. <laughs> He's a two-headed baseball pitcher. He could watch first base and third base at the same time. You say he had uh, two heads? Uh, certainly had two heads, Miss Nation. What's so strange about Two-Top having two heads? Oh, there's nothing strange about it. But Two Top Gruskin. Well, his real name is Athos and Porthos Gruskin. They nicknamed him Two Top. I suppose on account of him having two heads. Very original. Yeah, what did become of Two Top? Oh, he got married. Happily? Well, as he always shakes his head when you ask him, is he happily married? Yes and no. <laughs> well, why is that, Archie? Well, it all started the night the two-top wife, whose maiden name was Snee Inez Harrigan, before she was married. The night that she met two-top at the dollar beer rack at Masquerade Ball down here at Duffy's Barn Grill. You know, the old place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Duffy announces that the uh, first prize for the best masquerade costume is going to be a free drink on the house, which, as you know, is a very rare offer from Duffy, outside of our St. Patrick's Day. Whatsoever, let's not digress. Uh, anyway, uh, the masquerade gets rolling in this terrific competition for the free drink when all of a sudden in comes the big piece of resistance himself. He comes in. Two top Gruskin himself. He comes as a pair of bookends. With a pair of bookends? Yeah, with a book between his two heads, a book his mother gave him. A little book his mother gave him called My Son, My Son. <laughs> I get it, boss. I get it. She knew him like a book, eh, boss? <laughs> hey, that's good, Nick. Uh, but let's not have no more of that. Well, anyway, when midnight comes, the judges give the first prize to the bookend. And when he takes off his mask, everybody is amazed to see that the winner is too tough. That's how he met Inez. When he takes his mask off, she gives him a quick glance. And then she turns around again and gives him another glance to confirm the first glance. <laughs> and right away, it was love at first sight. <laughs> and she says to me later, I don't know, Archie, there was just something different about him. <laughs> says, I guess it's that he was so tall, blonde, and brunette. <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> two top, uh, two top for Inez, too, and it ain't ten minutes before he's playing I Love You Truly on a harmonica and kissing her at the same time. <laughs> so, uh... <clears throat> Finally, he proposes marriages to her. Bigamy, huh? Yeah. So Inez says, okay, so top, after all, twice a loaf is better than none. 
Hello, Duffy. You changed your mind. You've been thinking it over and you don't like O'Adler. But Duffy... No, you can't take back free drinks after people have drank the drink. No, it's neither practical nor ethical. But listen, Duffy, will you forget Chauncey all caught him in the middle of a story? Yeah, I'll call you back later. That's Duffy, no restraint. Well, anyway, as I was saying, Two Top is so happy about Inez marrying him that he quick goes over to the bar to celebrate. So Duffy puts first prize to drink on a house down in front of him. But Harold, the bartender, says, uh, don't you think it's pretty cheap, Duffy, giving a two-headed guy just one drink? So Duffy says, okay, I'll be a sport. I'll give the other head to chase it. Sounds a bit parsimonious, Archie. Oh, yes, well, fella. Well, <laughs> well, two top takes the drink, see? But it seems he takes it with the head that he inherited from his father's side of the family. And the first thing you know, he can't stop drinking. Well, the head that's drinking the chase has tried to control him, but it's no use. So finally, the silver head winks at Duffy and says, uh, Better slip my mickey, Duffy. <laughs> well, then the trouble really starts. Duffy, who's a little nearsighted, makes a mistake, and he puts the mickey into the chaser. Well, in no time, both the two, te- two tops' heads is out like light. Well, with this, Inez gets mad, and she hollers, You're drunk. So as one man, two top comes to, or rather, he comes for, and <clears throat> he says, Who's drunk? So she says, You are. You on the left. Says, come on, Porthos, I'll marry you, but I never want to see that other face again. And that's why, Colonel, to this day, if you ask Two Top, is he a happy married man? He always nods one head yes and shakes the other head no. Archie, that's a wonderful story. You're a natural-born raconteur. Thanks, I think. (laughs) But I'll be a natural-born corpse if I don't get an Irish tenor for coffee. Say, Archie... Oh, are you here again, Clancy? Yes, it's the last time I tell you to get that car away from the fire hydrant. Oh, Clancy, don't bu- Clancy, do you by any chance know any Irish tenors? Sure, and I'm an Irish tenor myself. Clancy. Clancy Olcott. What's that, Miss Neeson? Clancy Olcott. If you can make an O Adler out of an Adler, why can't Clancy be Clancy Olcott? But Olcott's dead. Does Duffy know that? Well, probably not. He still insists that John L. Sullivan is the heavyweight champion of the world. You see what I mean, Archie? You're a reaper, Miss Neeson. I think you've given me the mucus of an idea. Uh, Clancy, do you know when Irish eyes are smiling? Certainly. Well, why don't we wait for it? Give me that microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, Duffy Tavern takes great pride and pleasure in presenting at the exclusive request of Mr. Duffy himself that celebrated Irish tenor... See all time. When Irish eyes are smiling, sure it's like a morning spring. In the leaves of Irish laughter, you can hear the angels sing. When Irish hearts are happy, all this world seems bright and gay. And when Irish You liked it, huh? Well, it's about time you heaped in a comium at me. What? Ah, Duffy. 
What do you know? He's crying. <laughs> oh, it's right when he hears an Irish tenor. Ah, oh, now, Duffy, please. Oh, stop, Duffy, stop. Of course we all love you, Duffy. Everybody loves you. Oh, the world ain't against it. Oh, for the love of my Duffy, it ain't true. I tell you, we love you like I was our own father. will give you a rough idea of what Duffy's Tavern will be like when and if it reaches the air regularly. Tonight's program, like each forecast show, is intended as a sample broadcast, an illustration of what you may expect of Duffy's Tavern if it eventually becomes a weekly radio feature. If you want to hear more from Archie, from Gertrude Neeson, from John Kirby's orchestra, and from the never-audible but always active Duffy himself, write to CBS and tell us so. Your applause will help to make Duffy's Tavern a weekly broadcast feature. Next week's forecast will present a full-hour show from Hollywood. A large-scale musical variety program called The Stars and States. The cast, headed by John Bowles, will include Virginia Vale, Nan Gray, Arthur Q. Bryan, and Governor Leo Daniel of Texas. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>